incompetent politicians. Our country is broken. We still have a long way to go. Pray that you had a great Thanksgiving, and I know my family and I, we sure did. We had a great time together, and last week I am still eating on some of the leftovers, some of the leftover ham and turkey, and even some pecan pie, and uh, well, we had a great time. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, some of my brothers and uh, coming in town, and and of course my wife's two sisters came in town, and we had we had a good time with my family and also a good time with her family. And I mean, we just really had a good time. And I pray that all of you had a great, oh, I pray that you had a great weekend, great Thanksgiving as well. I've saw a lot of pictures, you know, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook of people posting, you know, pictures of people doing all kinds of things for Thanksgiving. You know, some, you know, played, um, I know there was a lot of guys in different church groups and a lot of my friends played football that morning and had a, you know, some flag football tournaments going on and many went fishing, Um, you know, some went hunting. And um, it's just just uh, just a good day overall, and it's always a blessing to see, and just to think about just how good God's been, you know, to each and every one of us. You know, whenever we just look at our nation, our country, our states, and and the times that we had with our families, and well, God's been good to me. I know that for a fact. Today, I want to talk about something very important. You know, I've had a lot of people ask the question, you know, about the lieutenant governor position in the state of Mississippi. You know, the way that Mississippi is set up, you know, the way that our government is set up, the lieutenant governor is, in my opinion, uh, the most powerful um, person in the state of Mississippi when it comes to the government there in Jackson, Mississippi. He has the most important, in my opinion, the most important position, and that is appointing committee chairmans and vice chairmans to uh, the different committees that we have in the state of Mississippi. And uh, so so we want to talk about that. You know, whoever the lieutenant governor is, you know, they have a very important position, you know, and they get to appoint, you know, these chairmen. And, and, and those chairmen are the, the reason why some of the bills don't get out of committee. And they're the reason why some bills do get out of committee. And so because the lieutenant governor will appoint, you know, who he wants, you know, at these different positions. And then once he appoints them, if there's a bill, you know, that he doesn't want, he he can put that bill in a committee, you know, so that it doesn't get brought out of that committee because it has to get brought out of committee first. Or he can double refer, you know, a uh, a bill. And if he double or triples refers a bill, well, it has to come out of, you know, either both or all three of the committees before it even goes to the floor for a vote. And so the lieutenant governor is very, very important. And that's why it is important that we have in Mississippi a, a conservative lieutenant governor who will appoint, you know, Republicans to these um, different chairmen. And you would think, you know, Mississippi being, you know, a very conservative state that our lieutenant governor, you know, with all of the different, you know, um, with all of the different 
<coughs> excuse me, with all of the different committees that we have, you know, that the lieutenant governor would appoint, um, uh, would appoint Republicans. You know, in Mississippi, uh, we have 36 Republicans and we have 16 Democrats in the Mississippi Senate. That is, uh, we control 69.3% is what the number is. So we have 36 Republicans and 16 Democrats in the Mississippi Senate. There are 45 committees in the Senate, all right? Um, there are 45 committees, and, um, and so which is, which is very important. And the lieutenant governor, he gets to a point who he wants, you know, to these, to these chairmanships, you know, over, um, the, uh, over the different committees. So, so listen to me very carefully. There are 16 Democrats that are in the Mississippi Senate, and out of those 16 Democrats, 13 of them chair a committee. Now, I don't mean this in a bad way. I really don't. But let me just make a statement and say something. The Republican Party, we hold a majority in the House and the Senate in Mississippi. We hold all eight statewide offices. And you might not like this. You might not even agree with me on this. But here's just the facts. Not one Democrat should hold a committee chairman. Not one. A Republican should sit in every one of those seats. We worked, you know, to get control of the Senate and of the House. We worked to get control of all eight statewide. It hasn't always been like that in Mississippi. But the Republican Party, and I'm so thankful for the men and women who have paid the way, you know, so we can have that. I mean, there's some men and women in our state who worked tirelessly and endlessly to make sure that we have a majority in the Senate and majority in the House. And then we get a we get a so-called Republican lieutenant governor. And out of the 16 Democrats in the Senate, he puts 13 of them on a as a committee chairman. That is that is ridiculous and especially ridiculous whenever I tell you this. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Republicans, nine senators who are in the um, Senate who do not have a committee chair. But we have 13 Democrats who have a committee chair. We've got Jason Barrett, Nicole Boyd, Kathy Chisholm, Jeremy England, Michael McClendon, Melanie Sojourner, Daniel Sparks, Benjamin Suber, and Bart Williams. All of those nine Republicans that are in the Senate, they do not have a committee chair. Now, I understand, you know, that some of them are, are, are just getting, you know, some of them might be just getting in. And I understand that, but still, we have enough Republicans in the Senate that they can train and they can teach and they can work with those committee chairmen to bring them up to par on whatever they need to know to be a committee chair. It is ridiculous that we have 13 Democrats in the Senate that have a committee chair and nine Republicans that do not. Let me name these committee chairs. This is very important. I know today, I know for some, this probably be a boring a boring podcast today, but I think it's very important. And let me name these committee chairs to you. We have accountability, efficiency, and transparency. Uh, we have agriculture, appropriations. We have business and financial institutions. We have um, congressional redistricting. We have constitution, corrections, county affairs, drug policy, uh, economic and workforce development, education, elections, energy, enrolled bills, environment, um, cons and water, we have ethics, executive, contingent fund, finance, forestry, gaming, highways and transportation, housing, insurance, interstate and federal corporation, 
and investigate state offices, uh, Judiciary Division A, Judiciary Division B, Labor, Legislative Budget Committee, Legislative Reapportment, uh, uh, re-appoint, sorry about that, Local and Private, Medicaid, Municipalities, Peer, Ports and Marine Resources, Public Health and Welfare, Public Property, Rules, State Library, Technology, Tourism, Universities and Colleges, Veterans and Military Affairs, Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks. Those are all of our, and I might have missed one or two, but those are all our committees that we have in Mississippi. And and the lieutenant governor gets to appoint the chairman. Now listen to me very carefully. So um, so we have some some senators that are Democrats that they not only are a chairman, but they also are a chairman of one committee, but they are also a vice chairman of another committee. Let me give you an example. So Senator Juan Barnett, he is the chair for corrections, and he's also the vice chair for executive contingency fund. Then we have Barbara Blackman. Um, the chair for housing and also the chair for or the vice chair for highways and transportation. And the list goes on and on. Hob Bryan, public health, and also the vice chair for elections. Albert Butler, the chair for ethics, and then the vice chair for public property. Listen, I don't have anything against any of these senators that are Democrats. I don't have anything against any of them. I wish all of them well. All I'm saying is this, that a, a, a Senate that has a Republican as a lieutenant governor and a Senate that is a vast majority, almost 70% majority Republican, the Republican Party, we should hold every single one of them. We should hold a chairman and every single committee. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Corrections, housing, gaming, public health, ethics, interstate and federal corporation, labor, executive, executive contingency fund, drug policy, state library, municipalities, enrolled bills, public property, all of those should be controlled by a Republican, 100%. And if you want to make the argument, you know, that to give, you know, some Democrats a vice chair, you know, uh, you can make that argument if you would like. But all I'm saying is when it comes to these chairmen and who controls um, these uh, these committees, it should be Republicans all the way. We have nine Republicans. You say, well, we don't have enough Republicans, you know, to chair all of these committees. Listen to me very carefully. We have nine Republicans who do not even chair a committee. Now, yes, they are a vice chair. Um, but they do not have a chairmanship, and that is a shame uh, in here in Mississippi. And so 13 of the 16 Democrats hold a chairmanship of a Senate committee. That is, that is unbelievable. Further, listen to me on this. Democrats hold both the chairmanship and vice chairmanship in six of those 39 committees. That is 15% of the committees. Uh, those committees include enrolled bills, executive uh, funding, housing, interstate and federal corporation, labor and public property. It is unbelievable um, that out of out of those 13 uh, or 39 committees, six are uh, held by a Democrat chairman and a Democrat vice chairman. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then here's a listen to this. Nine of the 36 Republican senators, that is 25% of the Republican senators, do not hold a committee chairmanship. That is unbelievable. So let me ask you a question. When the Republicans hold a supermajority in the Mississippi Senate, why has the lieutenant governor appointed so many Democrats and so many chairmanships? That is unbelievable. Why has he appointed Democrat senators to key chairmanships? You say, well, none of those chairmanships are key to the state of Mississippi. I beg to differ. I would say every single one of them are important to the state of Mississippi. Everything that goes on in Jackson, Mississippi, 
at that capital is important to the growth and the production of Mississippi. You know, and it's unbelievable. And that explains why, you know, Mississippi is one of the highest regulated states in the United States of America. It is because we have people like the lieutenant governor that appoint so many of these chairmanships that are important to Mississippi. We give them to a Democrat, and Democrat is all about the growth of government and the growth of taxation and the growth of government power. The Republican Party uh, is supposed to be, after giving the, giving the power back to the people, lowering taxes, um, getting rid of, uh, make, making less government, not more government. And so it is important. That is why I'm telling you that the most important race in Mississippi in 2023 is going to be the lieutenant governor race. If we have a strong Republican, who is a conservative, if we have one that runs for lieutenant governor, it is important that we work together to get him or her elected so we can, whenever it comes to these committee chairmanships, we can put Republicans in every single chairman, uh, in every single chairman of every single committee. It is important. It is vital important. And so we have enough Republicans in Jackson, Mississippi, um, to have every single Republican uh, a chairmanship. We have enough there. And um, now some might have to have maybe more than one um, committee, but they'll, they, they can do it. They can handle it. We have some that do that now. Um, Dean Kirby, he's the chairman for, uh, for legislative, uh, legislative, and then also Dean Kirby's the chairman for rules. And so if he can do it, I'm sure some of these other senators, you know, can handle more than one. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Jeff Tate, he's over elections. I'm sure that Jeff Tate could be the chairman for elections and also ethics uh, as well. And I'm sure that um, Kathy Chisholm would make a great chairman, you know, for ethics. And uh, Jeremy England would, would make a great chairman, you know, for uh, for gaming. He's from the coast. And and then you have um, you have uh, Melanie Sojourner. You know, she would make a great chairman for interstate and federal corporation. I'm just naming the other Republicans that don't have a chairman. All I'm saying is this. Let's get Every Republican, every, every single chairman, uh, every single chairman uh, of a committee, let's make every one of them Republican. And we can do that if we have a lieutenant governor who is a true Republican. It is important. When I'm going through these papers and I'm looking at the Democrats that have a chairman, listen, like I said, I don't have anything against any of them. I am sure I've met some of them. I am sure that they are all great men, great women. I'm sure that I am sure of that. And I'm not trying, I'm not here attacking none of them. All I'm saying is this, that whenever we have a lieutenant governor who's a Republican, every one of these committees should be chaired by a Republican. That is all I'm saying. I guarantee this, if it was the other way around, and if the lieutenant governor was a Democrat, and if there was 36 Democrats and only 16 Republicans, I guarantee this, that we wouldn't have as many chairmen uh, over these committees because that lieutenant governor who's a Democrat, he would appoint every single one of his Democrats uh, you know, to a chairman. And I wouldn't expect anything less. You know, if the lieutenant governor is a Democrat and if he has that many, if he has 36 Democrats in the Senate, I would expect every single committee to be chaired by a Democrat. That is what I would expect. I wouldn't expect the Republican Party to get one. And here we are. We have a lieutenant governor who is a who is a Republican. And we have 13 of the 16 Democrats having a chairman. And that shouldn't that's not how it should be. We as Republicans did not work as hard as we did to give that many chairmanships to the Democrat Party. 
Absolutely not. It is important that we elect a lieutenant governor who is a strong Republican that is a conservative. And so be paying attention for 2023. Get involved in your elections. It's just not the lieutenant governor seat, but you're talking, we're talking about every single supervisor in Mississippi is up for election or re-election. Every single one. There are five supervisors per county. There are 82 counties. That is 410 supervisors that are up for election in 2023. Get involved in the election. Uh, I mean, it is important. Every single sheriff, there are 82 counties. Every single sheriff is up for election or re-election. Here in Mississippi, or or in Harrison County, we have right now, I know of two uh, men that have said they're going to run for sheriff. And um, and that that race is going to be very interesting. And uh, we have some supervisor races. My good friend Nathan Barrett is running for supervisor, and and he has my full 100% support. And, um, you know, in that supervisor race. And, and so I'm looking forward to helping him get elected to that, to that seat. But there's supervisors running for election in every single county. Every single sheriff is running for re-election. Every single House member. Every single state senator. The lieutenant governor. The governor. The uh, state auditor. The state treasurer. The secretary of state. The ag commissioner. Uh, the attorney general. Um, they're all up for re-election in 2023. Get involved get engaged, find out what's going on right there in your county. It's important. It is important for Mississippi for you to be involved. Thank you for listening today. I know I went longer than I usually do, and I hope that this this podcast today isn't boring to you, but I just want you to understand just how important the lieutenant governor is in the state of Mississippi and just how important it is to have a conservative sitting And that seat. Thank you, and God bless, and God bless the great United States of America.